Hey, yo, you ready? Let's do it. Welcome back. Episode 88 of the Booth Review Podcast. Week four NFL Pick'em. We missed a week. We're busy. Deal with it. We're back. Week four. And we're kind of officially back because it's Sunday morning. I'm in Studio A1. Yeah, bet you didn't see that one coming. I'm back in Boston. Seth is also in Boston. And it's Sunday morning, and we're doing the pick'em hours before the game. It feels like 2020. Seth, thoughts on anything? Yeah, I mean, the only difference here is that I'm not sitting in Sydney's room. Like, that would, that would be, like, yeah, the after official after place to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's great to, you know, be back on the pod. Last week was a little bit busy for both of us, so it was tough to uh, get a pod in. It's great to see that you're back home. How was the – I saw that you went golfing at the home course yesterday, or so uh, yeah. how, uh, how was the golf? Amazing. Uh, didn't expect to come back and play well. Played really well. There were talks of a TBR tour video. I think we're going to do that the next time I'm home, which is in like a week. Um, I just impromptuly, whatever, came home for the Pats game. That's like, there was no other reason yeah. for me to be home. It's not like vacation or anything. I just took a long weekend because I want to see Brady um, back at Gillette. So that's what I'm doing. And I just turned it into uh, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday affair. So that's why I went golfing. But yeah, it was it was good. I'm glad to be back though. Uh you don't realize how much you miss New England until you leave New England and come back for the first time. And I came back and I was like, Holy shit, there's civilization around here. I've been <laughs> missing it, living in the boondocks of North Carolina. Um but it's good. I'm glad to be back. This is like this the thing about doing the Pick'em podcast in a dorm room is like, you know, I've got to kind of contain myself a little bit because there's people around. People can hear me. I'm the last few. I haven't even been in my own room. Um, so I've got to kind of keep it in check. But now we're back at Studio A1 and I can say whatever the fuck I want and I can be as loud as I want and I can make my bullshit, you know, out in the open, totally like crazy picks and I can back them um, because I feel comfortable doing so. So I don't want to contribute my uh, 23 and 18 record to the fact that I haven't been doing these podcasts in studio way one, but I'm going to. So watch me go 14 and 0 this week. Uh, and, and then you'll just have to transfer schools and right. Yeah, or we just never do pick em podcasts unless I'm home, which for the next few months, I'm periodically going to be home pretty frequently with, you know, the holiday season coming up and all that. So excited. You are 23 and 19, by the way. You're almost. 23 and 19. Yeah, it was close enough. Uh, yeah. So um, we are under the gun today because what else is new? And uh, we're just going to rapid fire run through these games. We've got about 53 minutes maybe a little less until we need to shut it down. Um, but the last few pick and podcasts have been really short. So I don't anticipate that this one is going to be very long. So we're just going to run through all the games on Sunday this week. As always, we have 14 games here. are The current standings Seth is ahead of me. He's 24 and 18. That's a 57% correction rate uh, or win percentage, whatever you want to call it. And I'm 23 and 19. 55% of the time, I'm right. So, yeah, we've been getting better each week, though, which is good. So, maybe this week, who knows? Maybe we'll ball out. So, yeah, week four, NFL pick them. That's all I've got to say. Let's get into it. First game on my slate, Washington and Atlanta. Uh, okay. Washington. Yeah, yeah, I have Washington I mean, as well. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, um, 
Full disclosure, I'm off of the pics that I sent to Willett earlier in the week so that he had time to like make the graphic. And so you can I'm change like, trying if you want. I think I've got one or two that I'm looking at that I might change. I'm not. I, lie, e, I have not even made the graphic yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but last week I picked against Atlanta and they won somehow. Um, so I'm picking against them again this week because they're playing, uh, in my opinion, better team. Uh, it's a really close spread. So I have Washington money line. Washington against the spread and the under, but we both have Washington. Cool. Next one, Detroit and Chicago. Fuck this game. This game is yeah. in waste television space. You should put on fucking like Blues Clues or something instead of playing this game. Uh, the Bears. Yeah, you're picking the Bears. I saw that. I didn't know if you were going to flip or not. I'm picking the Lions. Shockingly, the Lions have been like good. Um, take away that Monday night football game where they played against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in a revenge game in a bounce back week two spot. They almost beat the 49ers and barring a record setting field goal last week that hit the crossbar and went in, they beat the Ravens. So I don't think they're as bad as we thought they were going to be originally. They've actually been playing relatively well for the lack of bulk their lineup has. So I'm actually going to pick the Lions because I think this is a good spot for them to win. Uh, their dogs on the line. They're plus two and a half against the spread. This game's going under, though. There's no way these teams combine for more than 42 points. I see no, a, I the under uh, well. Yeah, I see a similar Ravens situation where we're in the teens. Uh, but I'm picking the Lions. So you've got Bears. I've got Lions. Next game. Titans and Jets. I mean, is there, like, do we even have to discuss this one? Like, really? Yeah, we, we, we shouldn't have to, but I'm seeing some people say Jets. I'm taking the Titans. Like, I'm I mean, not a so am I. Like, anyone with half of a brain taking the Titans here. Right. And do everybody's you... saying, like, Julio and A.J. Brown are out. It's like, all right, so that means Derrick Henry's going to run the ball 74 times for, like, 527 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, it means we're going to be looking at the Titans from last year just with, you know, any of the games where A.J. Brown was having an off game or something, you know? like I'm legitimately scared for the New York Jets defense because I think Derrick Henry might kill them. Literally. <laughs> I saw a couple of stories <laughs> of, um, like, like, meme photos of, in the captions, like, the Jets stacking the box against Derrick Henry. And it's like a bunch of bowling pins, and then it's just like he's a bowling ball. And <laughs> he he's going to like. I think he might go over two hundred yards. Like uh, I'm convinced. Oh, easily. Uh, it's a big spot. If you have Derrick Henry, Henry in fantasy this year or this this week, like like you're 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 in the clear already. He might single handedly win you a matchup. You could start zero other players and probably still win. Um, Titans. I think they cover the spread too. Seven and a half, it's a lot of points to score without your what we're talking about. We're talking about the Jets here, man. We're talking about one of the worst teams in, like, history. So, yeah. All right, Cleveland and Minnesota. I'm taking the Browns. I forget who you took, but I'm taking I also the- took the Browns. Perfect. I see a lot of people saying Minnesota because they beat They've the won a couple of, yeah. Yeah, they beat the I don't know. I just thought that they shouldn't have. But to me, the Browns are still a Super Bowl contender, and yeah. I don't see Minnesota as even being relevant in most of the playoff conversations, let alone being a Super Bowl contender. So, yeah, I agree with that. Um, Colts and Dolphins. I'm letting you go first. I've got the Dolphins. Um, they've won a couple of games this year. They're at home. Carson Wentz is still trash. So, yeah, that's the entirety of my logic on that pick. Yeah, I'm picking Dolphins as well. I don't like this game. Um, I really don't. The spread is way too close. Colts against the spread seems like free money kind of because I feel like they could pull this win off. But then also like Miami at home against Carson Wentz and the Colts feels like a win for Miami. 
Um, so I'm taking Miami just because I think that's the safer play, uh, especially because what they lost their last two, the Dolphins. Because they Maybe. lost to the okay. Raiders last week, and then the they didn't play the Bills, did they? Did they play the Bills? No, they did play the Bills. They did. They and they lost. That's right. You picked the Dolphins in that game. Yeah, I remember that. So yeah, I don't think the Dolphins are going to lose three in a row, especially playing at home. So I've got the Colts. I mean, Jesus Christ, I've got the Dolphins. It's nine a.m. Okay. Carolina and Dallas. All right. Cowboys. Pretty easy pick to me. I'm seeing a lot of Cowboys slander recently. I still think that they're going to run away with the NFC East, and I think they're going to win at least a playoff game. I think there are a couple of teams in the NFC that, like, you know, to me, the Rams have been the best team so far in the NFC. Like, I think that's pretty clear. Um, and I think that the Bucks would beat the Cowboys in the playoffs as well. But outside of that, I don't know how many teams I really see as being, like, if I had to pick a game, as you know, I don't know how many other teams outside of those two that I'd be really confident in saying are going to beat Dallas just with how streaky Green Bay has been at the start of the year. So, you know, I, I'm not here for the Cowboys slander, and, I, I mean, they're going to beat Carolina super-duper easily. Carolina's going to start their losing streak. It's going to affect that all the teams that they beat in our combined 0-9. Uh, except for the Saints. They beat the Saints? Carolina beat the Saints? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> when did that happen? Week two. Oh, so maybe it was just Denver who played teams that are 0-9? Yeah, I was going to say, Carolina to me is in the same category of Denver right now as, like, they're just, they're, their record is their record because of their schedule. Like, Carolina is yeah. not, not a legitimate, like, team, and you're going to see them drop off significantly once the they Saints. actually play a football Holy team. They beat the Saints in a game where Jameis Winston and the Saints just, like, completely laid an egg. So I don't really contribute, like, anything to the Panthers in that game. Um, but, yeah, Dallas is just a better football team here. Carolina isn't good, in my opinion. But yeah, they're 3-0 and right now. But, like, okay, the Saints win was, like, whatever, on paper. That's a game that they should have lost if they won. But And, like, I remember we sounded like dumbasses on the show because we were like, oh, Saints are, like, lock of the century against the Panthers. Like, fucking, there's no way they lose this I mean, game. yeah, because they were unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable week one. Unbelievable. And then they bounced right back and they won another game against the Pats, which, like, you could say it was an ugly game, but, like, the Saints put up, what, 28? So Right. Either way, there is no way that game should have been that close. The Pats are ass this year. They're so bad. And we'll get to that um, because we have Sunday Night Football, and I'm going to rant about the Patriots. But, um, yeah, I like Dallas in this one a lot. Um, The fact that, that, like, the Panthers – beat the Saints does kind of concern me a little bit. Like, I feel like they could snap off a weird upset victory here, but but I wouldn't have confidence in that pick. Like, that's just like, there's always one or two of those a week that you just don't see coming. Uh, could be this one, but I like Dallas, so I'm going to take Dallas as well. Uh, the New York Giants and the Saints. Speaking of the Saints. Uh, this This seems like a lock to me. I know that we jinxed the Saints in week two, when we said that they were the lock of the century, but this really seems like a lock to me. I'm reaping the benefits of uh, the Giants being the worst team in football this year uh, because I was a thousand percent. We were a thousand percent correct in the off season, and all of you who said the Giants were going to be like a ten plus win team can go fuck yourselves. They suck. They couldn't even beat the Falcons last week pathetic, pathetic, pathetic team, and we saw it coming the whole way. I even picked the Giants last week. I was trying to throw them a bone because I felt really bad that they sucked, and I was trying to throw them a bone against the Falcons, maybe give them a win here and there, and they couldn't even win the game. They couldn't even win the game. So what does that say about the New York football Giants? Fucking nothing. They're pathetic. That being said, New Orleans Saints this week are going to run the score up on them. I love the Saints. I was right about the Saints, too. I said 14-plus wins. They can still do it. They should be 3-0 and right now on their way to 4-0, and but they're going to be 3-1 and after this week. No biggie. Jameis looks really good. Alvin Kamara looks really good. Sean Payton has figured out a way 
to move on from the Drew Brees era and win football games. And he's going to do that today. Saints win this fucking game. I mean, yeah, it's pretty clear. And every, like, so far at the start of the season, like, granted, we don't want to get too cocky, right? Because we're four weeks in in a 17-game schedule. So we got to, like, tone down a little bit. We can still start feeling ourselves some. Like, the Giants, who everyone was giving shit for, have been awful. The Eagles, who everybody was giving us shit for, have been really, really good this year. Like, yeah, I don't know if they're, like, on more. Right, and it's like it's not like I, I think that your pace might be have been a little bit too high, and like it's pretty clear that I don't think they're going to win the division. But like they're definitely going to end up around our picks. It's not like we were like some crazy amount off. Um, I think we both had the Bears fairly low. That seems to be accurate. Detroit, I think we had in like the five win category. That seems to be accurate. Indy, we had in the five win category. That's going to be accurate. Like. All these, literally the only team right now that's doing anything other than what we said they were going to do is Denver, and it's because all of the teams that they've played are winless right now. Right, they're going to start to drop off. Like, obviously, it's, it's hard to imagine that they're going to lose out. Um, they would, we have like one more win to afford before, like, they would surpass our rank or whatever. Like, I'm, if they end up with five wins on the year, I'm not going to look at it and say, oh, we were so crazy wrong. Yeah, we were one win off. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of, um, our guy Jerry was back in the comment section last night. I saw. Night again. Fucking, this guy is ridiculous. Like, I, he comes out of the fray. And is like, y'all were high to pick Philadelphia to beat San Francisco. It's like, okay, first of all, no, because the week before, San Francisco almost lost to the Detroit Lions, and Philadelphia was coming off of a win. So, no, that wasn't that far-fetched of a pick, guy. Uh, and the Eagles also, like, had a lot of opportunities to win that game and just didn't. Like, they were on, like, the one-yard line and couldn't punch it in. They threw some, like, costly interception. Jalen Hurst threw, like, a costly interception. Whatever. Like, things weren't clicking. All right. That's fine. Yes, sue me. And then Jerry comes back 14 days later and is like, fuck you guys. You suck. So I hit him back. I was like, Jerry, it's been a long time since we've heard your bullshit. (laughs) I hate Jerry. I always respond to Jerry by saying, Jerry, good to see you. Glad to hear that you're okay. How's the wife and kids? Like, I always, I'm always, like, Oh, he definitely nice doesn't guy. have a wife and kids. He's definitely Oh, no, he doesn't. He's, like, 12. He is? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's got, like, a high school thing in his... Um... Okay, that, that would make him older than 12. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. It's early in the morning. <laughs> Which one did he put comment on? Did he comment on week two? He graduated from TWP in 2019. He's, like, your age. Oh, ew. <laughs> Unless TWP is like a middle school, then I, because in the picture he looks old. I mean, if you have 700 Instagram posts, something's wrong with you. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there right now. All right. Oh, so, he looks uh, like a loser. Anyway, yeah, Jerry, good so to hear. How do you feel about the fact that TV, oh, never mind. <laughs> TVR Sports only has 486 posts. But also, well, it's worse for a page. Like, yeah, it's not a personal Instagram account. <laughs> it's like a, yeah. And we don't have 700. <laughs> no, we got 400. We're well, we're well on our way, but not yet. But anyway, yeah, Jerry, like, feel free to never comment on the page again. <laughs> Okay. Love you, Jerry. Are you picking the Saints? Yes. Okay. I assume so. I just wanted to make sure. Okay. Kansas City at Philadelphia. This is a weird one because the Chiefs have lost two games in a row. They are at the bottom of the AFC West. This game screams shootout to me. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. People are saying that Kansas City is going to roll the Eagles. I'm taking the Chiefs um, because I don't see – the Chiefs, a team that have been to back-to-back Super Bowls and have been atop the AFC back-to-back years, I don't see them losing three games in a row. I don't. I just don't see it. That being said, I think Philly keeps it really close and takes advantage of the fact that the Chiefs are just not as good as they have been in years past. Which, by the way, we fucking called that before the year started. We were like, Chiefs are not going to be as good as everybody says they are. They're going to lose some games. And everybody was like, oh, the Chiefs are like, whatever, uh. 
It's like, fuck off. We're right all the time. So I've got Kansas City, my game pick. Philadelphia against the spread, seven and a half. That's way too many points for Kansas City to cover. Game's going over 54 and a half. I've got shootout written all over this one. Yeah, I've got Kansas City as well. And, you know, it's, it's funny because there were a couple of times when, like, because when we promoted that, um, that post with the tier rankings, like we, everyone came out of the woodworks. Like everybody was coming after us, right? And there were a lot of times where I was sitting there questioning myself. I was like, huh, do I actually know what the fuck I'm talking about? And Willett was always there. He was like, dude, just wait until the season starts and just wait until we're right. I was like, all right, Willett. And I was like half leaving him, half like this dude's fucking insane. And then we get to the regular season and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, we're fucking right. And I mean, look, Kansas City's already lost two games they shouldn't have lost. They're going to lose two more games. That's just offended because they they will be in the playoffs before week 18. Like they'll just be in it. And so I guarantee you that they don't even play Patrick Mahomes. They don't even play Travis Kelsey. They don't even play Tyreek Hill from more than like a couple of drives, even if that. And they will lose in week 18. I don't even know who they're playing. They'll lose in week 18, and then all of a sudden they're going to have you know four or five losses whatever that ends up, you know, it'll probably be their fourth loss. I feel like if it's their fifth loss, they'll have to play their starters. Yeah. But look, dude, they're going to end up in that 11 to 13 range, which is what we have them at. Like, honestly, I'm at the way everything's shaping out so far, I'm going to be surprised if any team ends up in that 14 plus bracket. That's true. It's been a crazy year, college football wise and NFL wise, with just a lot of upsets. Like you got to love it. Like you just, even though like, yeah, like, the Chiefs kind of screwed us in a few pickums, um, and the Bucks, you know, whatever. Like the Packers, like we've been screwed a few times by games where just like everybody picked the team and they lost. But it's fun to watch. Like it makes it competitive. It's like, all right, great, we don't have the Chiefs and the Bucks at the top of the league again. Like we actually have some parity early on, which is good. Same with the college football playoff. It's like you're not going to see Clemson, you're not going to see Ohio State for the first time in like years. So it's exciting. And I, and I'm just, I'm here for the ride. Um, we're here for the ride. It's, I like it. But yeah, we're, we're right about the Chiefs. <laughs> and, and you're picking them as a lot. Yes. Yes. Perfect. All right. Houston at Buffalo. Buffalo's going to win the game. I think Houston's going to cover the spread. 16 points. I don't know. Buffalo and Way too many points. Way too many points for Buffalo. Granted, they pumped Washington last week. But I don't see – like, Houston's been covering. Like, that Browns-Texans um, game, like, two weeks ago that we talked about on the they podcast. Covered, yeah. We nailed it on the head. We were like, oh, this uh, – like, Browns and Texans seems like a really close game, and it was. And it was low scoring and close. Like, I see that again with this one. So I've got the under. Um, but I've got the Bills winning the game, obviously. But Texans – against the spread, like, maybe take a peek at it. For sure. All right. Arizona, Los Angeles. This is a game that I'm hoping you don't flip on. Right. So I am – this is the one game, actually, that I'm looking at. I don't know if I explicitly stated I'm picking Bills. I mean, I feel like that was pretty clear from what we were saying, but, like – um, yeah, I assume. I think you did say it at one point. I might have said. I don't know. I, my brain never remembers these things. <laughs> um, yes. So I'm very in between on this game because I feel like last year we were very high on Arizona early in the season because we were like, this is going to be a great team. And it kept on biting us, right? And I feel like we let it go for too long. And now we're already in week four and we've gotten bit by them once or twice, right? Like, are, are they two and one right now or are they one and two? No, they're undefeated. They're undefeated? Wait, what? They're oh, fuck up. me. I thought yeah. they had lost. Both these, both these teams are undefeated and oh, at the top Oh, that changes everything, West. bro. What the fuck? Yeah, this is going to be the best game this... I mean, okay, this is going to be the most competitive game this week. Obviously, it's hard to trump the Sunday night football game that we have because they're talking Super Bowl numbers for this game, but that's just because of the circumstance. Right. Do I think it's going to be an, a legitimately good game? No. Uh, this will be your most competitive game of the week. And it has the most implications because the NFC West is stacked this year. The Seahawks are the it worst is. team, which like the Seattle Seahawks, like let that settle in. The Seattle Seahawks are the worst team in the NFC West this year. Like that's incredible to me. So this has some 
will probably have some implications down the road. Like this definitely is not just a you know high I mean, class. It has to, right? Yeah, you've got the two top teams in the um, division, you know two top teams in the conference. I'm gonna stand pat and I'm gonna stick with Arizona. I'm gonna pick them in this game. Their offensive numbers are better this year. Their defensive numbers are way better this year. Their passing numbers are marginally better, but their rushing is leagues ahead of what the Rams were doing. And, I mean, when you look at this, like, it's pretty much what we expected once Akers went down, right? Like, we didn't expect them to have a great run game once their best running back went down. So I think that it's just, like, they're going to have to carry it with passing. I don't know that they're going to be able to do that well enough. So especially just with the strength of the Arizona pass rush, I feel like, I feel like Arizona has this. I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means. Like, I think it's going to be a really fun game to watch, but I, I don't see the Rams winning this by a huge margin. I think I've got Arizona. I'm fairly comfortable with that pick. Yeah, this is the hardest game for me to pick this week because these two teams are so good and because, like you said, we're huge on Arizona. Um I've been watching every I've been watching Red Zone every Sunday, so I've seen a decent amount of both of these teams play. Uh, I'm gonna fade and I'm gonna pick the Rams. The Cardinals, to me, are playing like they're bracing themselves for a loss, like it's about to happen. Like it seems like like any week now, this team is just is just gonna lose, and and I think that's actually what they need. Because they're too young and too inexperienced, especially at the head coaching position, to have pressure to to go undefeated and, and maintain a um, a winless uh, lossless record. So I think that a loss in this spot actually bodes well for them down the line because these two teams will probably see each other again. They probably are on each other's schedules again because they're in the same division. Um, and I think that it's going to fuel the fire for them to win the second matchup. The the surprisingly the the one team that I think we were definitely wrong about at least so far was the Rams. I I had the Rams in I think seven to to not seven to eight category or eight to nine maybe. And I think you had them somewhere similar in there too. Ten wins. Um, maybe I, did you put them at? I think you I definitely, definitely had them with a winning record. You had them with more wins than I thought they were going to get. And they have definitely surprised me out of the gate. You had them in the 7 to 8 win range. I had them in the 9 to 10 win range. Yeah, 9 to 10. Yeah. And, I mean, that could still come to fruition, but, like, so far it doesn't look like it. Again, I don't buy into the Rams hype overall. Like, people are saying Super Bowl contenders. I feel like every year we do this. Where and we said it last with year. The like, Rams early. With the Rams, like, like, why are they so fucking good and like quiet about it? Like last year, they were like five and five and one through six weeks or through seven through six games or something like that. We were like, what the fuck? I thought they were like two and four. So the Rams tend to do this, where they're just like have a really good record, but you don't like they're not on your radar. Everybody starts to immediately hop on the Super Bowl train. This team does not have the legs to make it to the Super Bowl. Like, I hate to break it to you, but they just don't. That being said, the Matthew Stafford to Cooper Cup connection is something that came out of left field for me. I just did not see that being a factor in games. Cooper Cup's averaging, like, two touchdowns a game, like, going over 100 yards every game. He is fucking balling out. Matt Stafford finally has, like, a sustainable offense to play around. And, like, this is definitely was a – Good move for Matt Stafford. Like I said before the year started, I thought Jared Goff was the better quarterback for the Rams, but that Matthew Stafford was the better quarterback overall. And like, hey, the Rams offense is buzzing right now. So, you know, you know, shut me up, basically. But I like the Rams in this spot. I think it's gonna be a really, really close game. Like extremely close. Could come down to like one play again. Um, I'm literally only picking them. Two reasons. One, the Rams are at home, and two the Cardinals are, like, on the verge of a loss. They almost lost to the Jaguars last week. They almost lost to um, whoever they played the week before, uh, and they rolled Tennessee in week one. So, like, that was that was an earnable win. But it feels like they're bracing themselves for a loss. I think it's going to come in this spot. Rams, my pick. Okay. The rest of the NFC West also plays against each other this week. Seattle, San Francisco, 
in San Francisco. Your pick. I picked against the Niners every single week, and they made me look silly a couple of those weeks. I'm taking the Niners. Interesting. I think we have a lot of variation again this week. Seattle's not going to lose three games in a row. They should have won last week. They didn't. This is a great spot for them to beat the Niners. I don't believe in this Niners team. Um, I don't either. I'm just... Like, they're, they're one win. They're one and two, right? Are they? No, no, no. Sorry, two and one. They beat the Lions. Their one legitimate win came against the Eagles. The Lions almost won that week one game, and they lost to the Packers. They haven't played a legitimate contestant yet and won. Like, like Philadelphia is not legitimate. Like, as big as I am on Philadelphia, that's not impressive to beat a four-win team last year. You have to actually come out against big hitters. Like they should, if they had won that Packers game, I'd be like, all right, let's start talking about the Niners. But they're not. I think they got to play Trey Lance more. Whenever they put him in in Taysom Hill scenarios, he scores a fucking touchdown. They got to play him. I I think that that's a product of the fact that they're putting him in in a Taysom Hill scenario, right? I think I think you just got to give him the ball and see what he can do because Jimmy G's not. Playing all that well. Oh, I agree. I agree. But the problem here is look at every other rookie quarterback right now. Zach Wilson has been ass. Trevor Lawrence has been ass. Justin Fields, to his credit, not totally his fault, but still was yeah. awful in his first start. Like absolutely atrocious. Yeah. I know I get that. And rightfully so are a little bit hesitant to all of a sudden say, hey, rookie quarterback, we're going to put you in instead of the guy that led us to the Super Bowl two years ago. Agreed. And I think it's smart for, you know, his future and his, you know, upward trajectory in being a QB1 in this league to, to keep him behind Jimmy G for now. But that being said, I think Trey Lance is, like, really athletic. I think that he sees the field well. He throws really good passes. I'm not saying, you know, give him the ball in total, but I'd like to see him a little more than we're seeing him. They, I mean, I think their last game against the Packers, they brought him in for, like, one or two plays. But I'd kind of like to see them run, run him a little more in some of those unique um, – two quarterback packages that they're using. Sub Jimmy G off, throw Trey Lance in for like a play or two, and then go back to Jimmy G. Jimmy G's not lighting it up by any means. So it would be one thing if he was, you know, tearing defenses apart, throwing for like 300 plus and like four touchdowns, but he's not. Like in the first half of every Niners game, if you go on Twitter, all the Niners fans are like, cut Jimmy G, start Trey Lance, like fuck this. And then they find a way to win in the second half. Uh, But yeah, I don't know. I'm not big on San Francisco. This this seems like a great spot for Seattle to win on the road. Their dogs on the line. Their dogs against the spread. Um, I think this game's going over 52, but I'm picking Seattle. I really don't see them losing three games in a row. I agree with you that we picked against the, the Niners pretty much, you know, the past two weeks, uh, and they fucked us. But no, no, no. We picked against them with the Eagles game, and they we fucked us against. There. No, we with. No, we picked the Packers. Yeah, we picked against them for the pa- Packers, which is correct. And then I definitely picked against them in whatever their other win was. Or no, I didn't because it wasn't the Lions. Lions. I think you only picked against the them Lions. once. Yeah, no, you didn't oh. pick the Lions. Yeah, whatever. All right, you've got San Francisco. I've got Seattle. Next game, Baltimore at Denver. This is where. The Broncos' run comes to an end, I think. Yes, absolutely. They're facing an actual football team with... Well, well, well. <laughs> it's an actual Let's football team. Our defense is fucking Ravens are not that good. I'm not saying that they're that good. I'm <laughs> just saying that they're an actual football team. It's as really hard to, to win NFL football games when you don't have a quarterback. Yes, but somehow they managed to do it anyway. Um... I mean, their their fucking kicker is the reason why they have two wins. I'm sorry. They didn't. They didn't. That game, they looked like shit against the Lions. They literally only won the game because of Justin Tucker. Literally. And actually, not even him. Like, yeah, he. You can lead a horse to water, whatever. Science made that ball fall on this side of the goalpost instead of on this side. Science, he says. 
Yes, but you have to also keep in mind that the like. Let's be honest here. We're talking about a Ravens team that you know has beaten. First off, this is a team that's made the playoffs for the past two years. That's won games in the playoffs. Um, and you know, it's not like they've beaten entirely terrible teams. They beat the Chiefs. Granted, another one point game. They did beat the Lions, whatever, and then they were close against the Raiders, who have been very good this year, like very good. So the Ravens are a legitimate football team. Meanwhile, the Broncos have defeated, defeated, excuse me, in this exact order, the Giants, the Jaguars, the Jets. The three worst teams. Quite literally the three worst teams that you could have possibly played to start the season. They're going to lose this week. They're going to lose to the Steelers. They're going to lose to the Raiders. They're going to lose to the Browns. They're going to lose to the football team. They're going to lose to the Cowboys. They might beat the Eagles, but it's highly unlikely if the Eagles continue on the trajectory they're on. They might beat the Chargers, but they probably won't. They will not beat the Chiefs. They will probably be close against the Lions. I don't think they're going to beat the Bengals because the Bengals have been solid so far this year. But, I mean, who knows? Because Joe Burrow could die at any given second with how much he gets hit. They won't beat the Raiders. Who knows against the Chargers Week 17. They probably won't beat the Chiefs in Week 18, but they could depending on whether or not the Chiefs, you know, put up, uh, play their starters. There's no way this team gets more than seven wins this year. And I think it's going to be closer to five or six. Yeah. Um, so the I'm picking the Ravens, right? But if you take a closer look at this, okay, Denver, like, has an opportunity to win this game because the Ravens' defense is actually relatively soft. Um, they're ranked yeah, worst in the league against tight ends. They're ranked seventh worst against running backs. Melvin Gordon's playing through an injury, so I don't necessarily know that he poses a major threat. He's been playing really well this year, though. Uh, Props to him. He's kind of reviving his career a little bit. Um, It's all going to come down to how consistent Teddy Bridgewater can be today. Uh, Because if he can put the ball in good spots, if he can find his guys, um, Noah Fant, Patrick, Cortland Sutton, uh, you know, use a little bit of Melvin Gordon in situations where he can use him. He has an opportunity to torch the Ravens defense. And then it literally just comes down to scoring more points than the Ravens. They could win this game, but the Ravens are at least when I got them were dogs. I don't know if they still are, but when I put in my pick them card, they were dogs plus one on the spread, but they were. So I think the Ravens here, like this is the first big test for the Broncos, and I think they lose that test. Like I just feel better about the Ravens, especially because Marquise Brown dropped three touchdown passes last week. Like I I, I feel like it's a huge bounce back game for him and Lamar. I think they're going to connect um, on a on a relatively good amount of um, of completions and passes today. Probably find the end zone at some point. So I really like the Ravens in this one. But again, it's not like the lock of, you know, eternity here. The Broncos, like, have an opportunity to win this game. I just feel more confident picking the Ravens. So I'm going to pick the Ravens along with you. Yeah, okay. um, I just looked it up, and the Ravens are currently minus one and minus 120. Okay, so they flipped the line. Um yeah. When I got them earlier this week, they were plus one. But, obviously, you know, shit happens. Okay. Pittsburgh at Green Bay. We were so right about Pittsburgh, and that week one win against the Bills was such a flaw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they're just not good. Green Bay is going to win this game. Um, they they might cover, too. Uh, they might win by double digits, and I've got the game going over because I think Rodgers and Adams are going to ball out today. At home, too. At Lambeau? Like, come on. That's a gimme. Yeah. You're picking Green I, Bay as well? Yes. Yes. It's perfect. Like, what? <laughs> 
All right, last game of the day. Might be one of the most anticipated regular season NFL games in history. Uh, the greatest quarterback of all time is coming back to the team that he won six out of his seven Super Bowls with, the team that basically made him. Tom Brady is back in New England. Exciting, exciting day. TBR will be there. Uh, we're going tailgating, me and Farula. So, like, yeah, it's going to be fun. But, um, but yeah, this is – okay, so, like, it's – I don't know. Like, I should. Who are you picking? The Bucks. What, what kind of question is that? I mean, it's a question. I mean, think about it. Gronk's the not Patriots playing. Brady's got a sore throat. The sixth worst football team in the NFL right now. Seth, let me remind you. The last time the Patriots were underdogs in Sunday Night Football, they beat the Ravens last year. In a game that everybody thought they were going to get pumped. Nothing. Means literally nothing. The Bucks are coming off a loss on the road. Long they had travel. A better quarterback. They had a Agre- better Agre- offensive Agre- line. Yes. All right, let's talk about the Pats for a second before we predict this game. I hear you're taking the Bucks. I'm also taking the Bucks. So let's just get that out there. I'm not going to leave you on a fucking cliffhanger, like I'm going down some delusional homer pick road. I'm picking the Bucks, but. Like, it's not crazy to say the Pats might win this game because of circumstance. But let's talk about the Patriots first. What a mistake it was cutting Cam Newton. Like, what the fuck was Bill Belichick thinking? Everybody's – I'm starting to think that these New England Patriots fans are, like, a little bit batshit crazy that, like, every unathletic, lanky, white quarterback is the next Tom Brady. Because you just gave up – a much better quarterback so that you could bring this rookie who's never played a snap in the NFL in just to lose three games in four weeks. Like let's, let's take a look at the numbers because I was in TikTok comments last night going at it with people. Someone said that. Um, so it was a TikTok that said like the last time that the Patriots were underdogs on Sunday night football, they beat the Ravens. So I go to the comments cause I'm like, this shit should be good. People were like, oh, because they had Cam, because they had Cam, because they had Cam, because they had Cam. I agree. It was because they had Cam. And then a bunch of people were like, Max better than Cam. So I responded, through three weeks, Mac Jones has 737 passing yards and two passing touchdowns. Through three weeks in 2020, Cam Newton had 714 passing yards and two passing touchdowns. Not to mention all the rushing yards and rushing touchdowns that he had through three weeks last year as well. You tell me who's better in that scenario. The guy who can run the ball. The guy who's better. (laughs) It's Cam Newton. He's better. All these, like, 40-year-old women, middle-aged women on Facebook, like, Mac Jones is so good. He's the next Tom Brady. No, he's fucking not. We're one in three. And I know that I'm already tacking on a loss for tonight for them. I understand we're one and two right now. They're not going to win tonight. We're one and three. Yes, I think the Pats could go on a little bit of a run after this Bucks game if you look at their schedule. But my issue with the Patriots is your offense on paper is way too fucking good to be trying to win games by kicking field goals. They did that all last year was they'd get into the red zone. They couldn't convert, kick a field goal. They'd try to win the game by just tacking on three, 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 three. That is not going to fucking work in the NFL anymore, especially in the AFC with how much parity there is this year. You have a legitimate chance. The Chiefs are one and two. You are neck and neck with the Chiefs right now. You legitimately have a chance to prove yourself and catapult to the top of the AFC because we know we can beat the Bills. We know we can beat the Dolphins. We know that there are some teams on the schedule that we can beat. Go out and fucking do it. It's not going to come by just kicking field goals. Nick Fulch, a great kicker. You need to put the ball in the end zone. Mac Jones isn't doing it. Two passing touchdowns through three weeks is pathetic, in my opinion. That's absolutely pathetic. Where's Jonu Smith? Where's Hunter Henry? Where's Damian Harris? Where's Nelson Aguilar? Where's Jacoby Myers? I can't blame Nikhil Harry because he hasn't played a game yet. He's coming back tonight. Just pathetic. The defense. Well, Damian Harris is also. Damian Harris has been playing very well this year. I will say. 
two fumbles in that Dolphins game that cost us. Right, so, that's fair. That's fair. Cool. That's absolutely fair. However, he has yeah. been no, he has been perfect. rushing the football well. But come the fuck on, guy. If you're an NFL running back, you should never fumble the football, especially with like two minutes left in a situation where your team has a chance to win a game. With how volatile this team was last year, you can't take any risk, any chances. You're holding on to that fucking football like there's no tomorrow. I wouldn't fumble the football in that situation. You wouldn't fumble the football in that situation. Damian Harris should not fumble the football in that situation. This defense is too good for this offense to put up three points on every drive. You need to put the ball in the red zone. You need to put the ball in the end zone. They're not doing it. It's 2020 all over again. Resign Cam Newton and let's get this fucking ship run. Yeah, Super Bowl. Before it's too late and before you have to fucking throw out the entire game plan and fire McDaniels and fire Belichick and this whole organization goes to shit. Yeah, uh, DraftKings alternate spread, Buccaneers minus 22 and a half is plus 475. Just gonna leave that now. No, it's not happening. Just gonna leave it. I mean, yeah, I'm picking the Bucks, but like, I mean, the Patriots could win because of the blowout, dude. It is, it is literally Brady might randomly throw an interception. This man's gonna have like 450 yards. He's gonna have six touchdowns. He's gonna rush for two. It's not gonna be close. It's gonna be like that. You remember that game against the Steelers like five years ago where. Rob Gronkowski just had, like, three touchdowns, and they scored yeah. the most points the Steelers have ever given up in their entire history. Yeah, it's going to be that all over it. Yeah. No, sure. Yeah, I see that, but it seems too easy to me. I don't think they're going to get as rolled as people think they are. They're going it's, to. You got, dude, you got to remember, Brady's coming back to the stadium and to the state where – his whole career was made and he's playing against it. Like this was, it was probably one of the biggest free agency moves in terms of like, you know, the backstory behind it. All this shit is coming out. Like Brady didn't want to play for Bill Belichick. Like he didn't say goodbye in person. You know, Belichick didn't want to see him like the whole Jimmy G saga, like all that started to come out at the end of Brady's career. And then after he left, like this is the first time they're going to see each other again. There's a lot more to this game than just box pats. So, you just yeah, and Brady's a stone cold fucking killer, which means but that I he's going to go off. But yeah, but also like we just don't know what we're going to get out of him. He doesn't have Gronk tonight. AB's coming off the COVID list. They said Brady was like sick or whatever. Obviously, all those bullshit stories come out, and he's going to he's going to come out and play well. I don't doubt that. But don't discredit this Pats team like to make it close and like hey, I, they could sneak in the back door and win this game just based off of circumstance. Just. Like this is this is the like obviously, obviously any given Sunday, right? Like it can happen. Right. But tonight that is being the said, ultimate question. You know what I'm saying? Still no Stephon Gilmore. They literally have two good defensive backs right now. They've been sketchy at best in anything other than pass rushing. Shout out Matthew Judon. Yeah, Judon looks player. so good. Oh my god. Yeah. But like you know, Mills needs to st- you know. As I love Mills as a safety. He is not a coverage corner. Yeah, I, just, right. I don't see him as being a good enough number two. You know, every once in a while a nickel package, fine. But he can't be the number two guy. I just don't see that working long term. So okay. this defense is like you know, like it's cut the pieces. We just need it all to come together. And I don't think that like you know. Like, I think that the the Bucks are going to blow out the Patriots tonight, and it's not going to be the defense's fault. Because the defense is going to be expected to give up all of these points, and the offense is going to be to blame for just being ass. Yeah. I hope that we yeah. end up at, like, the sixth overall pick, and there's some Wonder Boy quarterback in college football that all of a sudden, like, everyone's like, oh, yeah, that guy's kind of good. And then we get him, and then he carries us. Let me just say this. Tonight is 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 going to be the answer to the question that everybody's been asking for 20 years. Was it Brady or was it Belichick? Was it the quarterback or was it the system? Granted, I don't think that one game in the spot where we're at is the actual answer, but we know how all these casuals are. It's going to be like, oh, Brady beat the uh, the Pats after he left. Like, obviously, it was Brady, and the Pats sucked. Like, yeah, it was Brady. But we also know that, like, 
this team is just completely different. Both teams are just completely different. Brady's got a fucking cast around him right now, and the Patriots are struggling to win a game. It's just not it's not prime Brady against prime Belichick, and we just know that. Yeah, if you want to have fun with it, like put Brady on the Bucks in Madden and then give the Pats all their all-time greats and like and now let's see who it was. But no, we will never have the true answer to that question. But in the minds of all these casuals, tonight is the answer to that question. And I wouldn't discredit the Pats to come out and make it a legitimate game. I'm picking the Bucks, but I'm just yeah. I'm just saying I mean, here's it's the too one easy. thing the one thing I will say before we end up here, because I do kind of need to run, but um, yeah. if the Patriots beat the Bucks, I think that you can say that Belichick had a lot to do with the last 20 years oh, yeah. because of all the odds stacked up against him to try and beat Brady in the Bucks tonight, right? Like, nobody thinks that they have a shot in hell of beating the Bucks. And if they do, I think it shows how good Belichick is. But I don't think that Brady can all of a sudden be like, oh, yeah, everyone in the you know, past 20 years, it was all Brady if he somehow wins. Or if not somehow, when he wins this game. I, I am a believer in the notion that it was both of them. And I think that... I am too. I completely yeah. am. I just think that if anybody, saying, like, if anybody can coach against Brady, it's Belichick. Because he yeah, knows it'll be interesting, for sure. he made him. Yeah, he he was he raised him literally as a quarterback, and now he's going against him. Like Bill tell no, Bill Belichick birthed him. It was an eight hour later. Dude, how bad do you think Belichick wants to win this game? Probably pretty fucking oh, so bad. bad. So right. bad. This man has been I making think... them run all week long. He's been in a pissy mood. Nobody has talked to Bill other than the media. I guarantee. You. Yeah, so I'm saying, like, don't discredit the Pats. But anyway, we got to wrap up. Week four pick them. TBR will be there tonight. Check the stories for some content. We're going tailgating. Big, big hype. And um, we'll be back for week five. But good luck to you and the pick them. And, you know, the graphics, the graphics will be out soon. And we will see you all on the flippity flip side. Yeah.